Grab your pen and paper, my love. We are planning 2022. I am taking you behind the scenes of exactly how I plan my year to make my dreams, goals, and desires a reality. So yes, guess what? You can too. And warning, I don't plan like other business coaches out there. Nope. Where I'm going to tell you to start is highly unconventional, but I feel like it really should be the norm if you ask me. So let's get to it. Let's plan you a magical 2022. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corrie Javid, your self-proclaimed business bestie from CorrieJavid.com. How are you doing, my lovely? It's official. I am finally 40. I know I've been banging on about it for, well, seemingly months, (laughs) but it's happened since I recorded last episode. And this, I have crossed that line. I'm officially inside my fourth decade. How the heck did I get so old? I definitely don't feel sensible enough, but hey, here I am. Um, I don't feel any different, to be perfectly honest, but I did have the most beautiful, wonderful, magical time away with my family. We went to the Cotswolds for five days, or five nights, rather, six days. Um, It was just my husband, my daughter, and I for the first couple of nights, and then my parents joined us for the last three, and we just had so much fun. So many good giggles, such a good time. We went to lots of different places. You can have a look on my Instagram stories. I'll actually pop a little highlight in there if you want to see what we got up to. Um, I got thoroughly spoiled. It's just the most delightful presents and experiences. And I've got really lovely things to look forward to. So each of my parents gifted me a trip with each of them separately as um, as my present, which was just so lovely. So I can't wait for that as well, just to get some quality time with both of them. So that's what's been going on over here. But I've also been turning my attention, of course, to 2022 and planning for the year ahead, of course. And I've been talking about planning for the year ahead, obviously, with my clients inside of my Elevated Abundance Mastermind. And so I thought I would bring that conversation to you, my love, uh, because I think how we plan the year is obviously really important. And how I plan my year is very different to how most, let's say, business coaches plan their year. (laughs) And I'd say mine's more effective. (laughs) And mine leads to more magic, more joy, you know, more spaciousness, more flow, more freedom, more balance, 
all of the good things. So if that sounds good to you, you're in the right place. And even if you've already started planning your year, um, I think this is still going to be a great episode. I think there's going to be some pointers for you. So I'm going to share exactly my process and how I do it and how I teach it to my clients so that you can take from it what resonates, take from it what you will. Um, But before we dig into that, um, I will just quickly share a manifestation story for you, which is really fun because we were talking on a recent episode about reigniting the magic. And I was talking about how I felt like the pandemic had made me disconnect with that feeling of like magical manifestations and just things being extra sort of sparkly and fun and light. And I've definitely fully reactivated my magic mode. My wand is not only fixed, maybe it's upgraded. (laughs) It's back in action. And I just had a really great little experience in a short period of time that I just thought I would share with you because it just illustrates so beautifully how quickly we can activate our own magical powers of manifestation. Yes, including you. Yes, you too. Yes, regardless of any of the things that you're saying but about. (laughs) So I'm going to share that with you in just a second. Um, But in other updates and news, we have finally received the van. Yay! We picked it up on Thursday last week. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. My husband is actually up in Birmingham with it right now as I'm recording this, having the second row of seats fitted. So it came, so it's brand new, rolled straight out of the factory and into our possession. Um, it just has two seats up front. And obviously that won't do because there's three of us, <laughs> sometimes more. Um, and so we're having a second row of seats fitted. And then we can start converting this bad boy into a camper. And oh my goodness, is it a bad boy? <laughs> I had so many people blowing up my DMs when I um, posted a photo of my daughter in front of it, which gives you a sense of scale. <laughs> and one of my friends, Jalen, um, she's been on the show before. She... <laughs> she said that's not a that's not a van it's a bus (laughs) I feel like she might have a point Um, but it's really funny actually because when you are on the inside you know given that we're going to be converting it into a camper you're like yes it looks enormous from the outside but inside you can see how we're going to quickly eat up that space once we've got a little kitchenette and our beds and a shower pod etc so I'm going to keep you abreast of those changes as they unfold we're very excited for all of the adventures that we're going to have in her we haven't given her a name yet though um um, I haven't driven her yet either. Um, I was I was slightly nervous about it, but my husband said that actually um, one of the beautiful things about this particular brand of van is that it is a very new design. So it's been completely redesigned. Um, it's it's a VW Crafter van, in case anybody's interested. Um, but it's badged up as a man van. Anyway, I won't go into all that. I'll I'll do a I'll do a van episode for those of you who are interested. Um, but it's been designed from the ground up by VW. So um, it's not like a legacy model of that's just been like adapt, adapted and tweaked. So as a result, apparently it drives just like a car. It doesn't feel like a van to drive. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to share with you my magical manifestation story just as a way of being that expansive evidence in case you need it, in case you need that little reminder or that little nudge to activate or reactivate your powers of magical manifestation. They are within you, my love. It gets to be fun and easy for you too. And I think it's, we get to play with more of the kind of magical manifestations. We get to play with it more easily in the energy of it with those sort of smaller day-to-day things. And then we get to apply it to the big stuff. So that's kind of fun. And that's why I'm sharing it. So, so as I mentioned, I realized that I had lost touch with the kind of magical part of manifestation and I set the intention just to reconnect with it. And within less than 24 hours, I had like a little spate of magical manifestations. So it was very, um, 
great timing. The universe, she likes to deliver in this way. She's like, oh, you want to be magical? Here you go. Um, so one of the things, so I've got a, a series of things. So one of the things was my coach, and now I have sign off from her. She's more than happy for me to share this because it includes some personal medical information of hers. But she was like, yes, do share it because it was so fun. So she's pregnant right now. And um, when we were on a call a couple of weeks ago, she mentioned to me, um, I was asking how she was doing, how the pregnancy was going. She mentioned to me that she had to go for some more tests because they thought that there's a possibility that she had gestational diabetes. And I said to her, well, I'm pretty sure that we can manifest that to fuck off because we're magical human beings. And we, her and I have, I feel like some sort of magical co-creation powers. She's definitely helped me manifest things before. I was like, look, we, I can totally help you manifest this. Let's just be unavailable for it. Um, and either you don't have it or you do have it and then we find a way to solve it super quickly. And she's like, yes, I love this. Let's play with this. And I reminded her as well of my ability to manifest physical stuff. And we were laughing at how I've manifested the, um, manifested a wisdom tooth fucking off. <laughs> So I had this wisdom tooth. It will cause problems if it comes through. It's not going to. I'm not available for it to. And uh, just because of other um, teeth will have to be, uh, another tooth will have to be taken out in is the, the short version of that story. And it threatened to come through and it was actually breaking through the surface of my gums. And no, I don't have all my wisdom teeth yet. In fact, I only have one. I guess I'm not that wise. <laughs> um, and I manifested it away uh, twice. It might even be three times at this point. And so I was like, if I can manifest that away, then we can totally manifest manifest away your, um, you know, the potential for gestational diabetes. And she was like, yes, so good. Let's do that. So then we were on a call a week later and I said to her, by the way, I feel like I'm fully reigniting my powers of magical manifestation. And she said, oh, cool. She goes, oh, actually, just to let you know, I might have to pause our call in a second because I'm expecting the doctor to phone uh, with the results of my test for my gestational diabetes. And I was like, well, that seems like a sign, does it not, that that call is set to come through in the very hour that you and I are on a call. And she was like, oh, yes, I forgot about that. I forgot that we talked about that. That is a great coincidence. She goes, and actually, now that I think about it, they were supposed to phone me yesterday today and they had to change the phone call time for my phone appointment and so they changed it to specifically come in this hour that you and I are here and I said well this is the universe telling us that we're going to manifest this as not being a thing and she was like okay cool I love it so then anyway we got into other things on our call and we were just about to wrap up and say goodbye and she goes oh my goodness my doctor's phone he was like I'm gonna wait on the line then and so I waited and yes we manifested that she does not have gestational diabetes, <laughs> despite early indications that she might. Um, so that was just so cool. And I was like, yay. And she was like, oh my God, you're so fucking powerful. By the way, I'm swearing a lot today. I'm just in a fun, sweary, high vibe mood. <laughs> I swear more when I'm in an extra high vibe mood. Um, she was like, you're so fucking magical. You've helped me manifest across the Atlantic Ocean. I was like, that's just how we roll. And it was just really, really fun and a really beautiful thing. And I just I just knew the whole time she was on the phone, she was on the phone for like a bit, or it felt like a bit, I guess, because of the uh, the suspense. But I was like, yeah, there's just no way. There's just no way. There's just no way that she has gestational diabetes. She's going to get get off and she's going to be like, oh my God, we did it. And I'm going to like, oh my God, we totally did. <laughs> and then that's what we manifested. So I felt just really amazing about that. So that was like the first thing that just felt really, really cool. And then I was on a call with um, an ex-client of mine, actually. We were having a catch-up. 
And she mentioned that she was having fun manifesting by playing with just smaller things in life. And this is a great way to start, by the way. This is why I'm sharing this story. And um, she was manifesting things like, she said, she goes, I know it sounds silly. And I was like, there's nothing that's silly. She said, but whenever I'm hanging out the washing outside, I always have the exact right number of clothes pegs. And I was like, that's not silly because that's just like another way of practicing abundance. And you're practicing it in a way on something where you don't have any attachment to it. So you're not creating pressure and resistance and a flow of energy in the opposite direction. And so it's really great to see how that feels and how that is true, your truth that you've decided. And then you get to take that and practice that same energy and that same truth on other things. And so this was literally, I think this was, yes, this was immediately after that other call where I just manifested away gestational diabetes for my coach. You're welcome, Lacey. <laughs> um, and so I thought to myself, oh yeah, I used to have a fun kind of manifestation game with the universe about pound coins. Now, if you're new around here, I have some episodes. If you go back in the archives and look at manifestation and manifestation stories as a topic, um, you can just search podcast episodes, by the way, actually inside my um, website. If you go to corriejavid.com and to the podcast area, you can do a search. Um, and you might be able to find some of the episodes where I talk about just different man magical manifestation stories that I have. And one, and I have a whole like slew of stories relating to pound coins that I just got into this flow of finding pound coins in really, really unexpected places. For example, in my dressing gown pocket, there is no reason why I would have cash where I'm wearing my like robe, in case you don't know what a dressing gown is, like when I've just got up in the morning. <laughs> so things like that. And so I was reminded of that on this call. And I thought, oh, I need to start reactivating that and have that game again with the universe. That was literally just the fleeting thought. But because my my magical powers of manifestation reactivated, you know, the universe was like noted. So anyway, the next day, I decided what would feel in most alignment this morning. And I decided a solo beach walk would be it. And so I took myself down to my favorite coffee shop and got my favorite coffee and walked through my favorite china to my favorite piece of beach. <laughs> and I was just in the flow and having a great morning. And it was a bit chilly. So I drank my coffee quite quickly and I put my hands in my pockets. I promise these details are important. <laughs> Stick with me. And I was walking along. And I decided to stop and use the facilities because I'd had the coffee and it was cold and I have a mum bladder. <laughs> you get me. Anyway, I promise this is important. I came back out and I went to put my phone and I was thinking about Lacey and how it manifested away the gestational diabetes. And I thought, I must tell my mum. It's the sort of manifestation story she loves. And I reached into my pocket to get out my phone and bearing in mind I'd been walking along the whole one direction along the beach until the end where I turn around where the toilets are um, with my hands in my pockets and it's not like I have very full pockets and as I reached my hand in having just thought and reminded myself about how magical I am guess what I found in my pocket yes a pound coin. Now, maybe that's not surprising to you, but I am the sort of person to ask anyone who knows me in real life. I never have cash on me. I can never be relied upon to have cash. I have lots of money in card form, but I never have cash with me just because I don't enjoy carrying cash particularly. Although I do enjoy pound coins turning up. Um, and I'd had my hands in my pockets and all I had were like my keys in one pocket and my phone and AirPod case in the other pocket. How I didn't detect a pound coin seems very strange to me and how I instantly detected it as soon as I put my hand in to think about and talk about magical manifestations, there was the pound coin. So 
And that was really cool. And so I got so distracted by that that I didn't then message my mom. And I was like, I wonder what I'm going to manifest next. And then I probably told you either last week or a couple of weeks ago that I had the night before um, this beach walk, I'd also thought to myself, well, now that I am back to being magical again, what else do I want? (laughs) What else do I want to just happen fun and in a fast way? And I thought, I just want the van to arrive already. There's been loads and loads of delays, lots of production line issues, etc. And I'd specifically visualized, like not necessarily thought to myself, oh, I'm going to visualize this. It just, I'm, you know, it just happens this way because I'm very fast at this kind of practice. Um, But I just visualized receiving a message from my husband in WhatsApp with a screenshot from the sales guy at the van company saying it's ready to collect. And so this was the night before. By I'm back at the beach, just found the pound coin, got distracted, thinking how magical I am. Um, And then when I got back to the car, I was like, oh, I really must message my mum now, tell her about Lacey and the gestational diabetes and now this pound coin. And I pull out my phone and I have, yes, a WhatsApp message from my husband, which yes, contained, it wasn't him telling me, guess what, the van's ready. It was specifically, exactly how I imagined it, a screenshot of a message from the sales guy saying the van was ready. So in a very short space of time, I had manifested away somebody's gestational diabetes, manifested a pound coin, which has a significance as a sign from the universe and as a sign that I am in my flow of magical manifestations, and manifested the van arriving and the very specific way in which that was communicated to me. So how fun, how cool. Now I'm sharing this whole thing with you (laughs) just as a way of showing you once you get into the flow of manifestation, this is how it gets to be. And just to bring all these things together with, normally I tell you at this point, this is what limitless money looks like to me this week. Don't worry, I'm not going to launch into a second anecdote. I will get to how I plan my year in just a second. But this is all related because I've done the inner work to feel like abundance is available to me, to feel like I am worthy of receiving, having, manifesting, and experiencing my desires, and to feel like I'm able to tap into the flow of abundance, to know that the universe has my back, and to trust in my own powers of manifestation. And really, that's what Limitless Money is teaching and instills in you. It's very has a very specific slant on money, but only because money is a thing that unites us all in terms of like, we all need money to live. We can't get away from that. Um, Money does give us um, more empowerment, um, or it can be a gateway to empowerment. It gives us more opportunities. It gives us more sway. Um, But it's also just a really great area to practice in. And then once you've mastered manifestation in that area, um, and you understand how to create money using your energy, you just create, you just understand energetics generally. And the byproduct of it, of that work is, you know, increased self-worth, which increases your powers of manifestation, et cetera, et cetera. So they're all connected. It's all related together. Um, and so that's that's my little update on what's been going on here as it pertains to what limitless money looks like to me and how my magical manifestations have been flowing since fixing my wand. <laughs> so let's get into how I plan my year behind the scenes of my 2022. Oh my goodness, 2022. We definitely lost years am I right? <laughs> 2022 planning. Um, so before we get stuck in on how exactly I plan my year, this is going to be really practical today, by the way. So if you haven't yet, I would um, grab a pen and paper um, or come back, to the, listen to it first and then come back to it with a pen and paper so you can make some notes so that you can actually um, follow the same process if you choose. I would obviously 
recommend that you do. Um, so I want to ask you some questions, though, because I think before we get stuck into looking ahead, it's important to do a couple of things. It's important to reflect on how your year in 2021 has been thus far uh, so that you know really from there, sometimes we want to look at, you know, what do I want to build upon? What do I want to do more of? What do I want to double down on? But we also want to look at, you know, what provided contrast for me. So this idea of contrast is a concept that comes from Abraham Hicks. And they say that when we experience something that we don't particularly enjoy or don't want to create more of, it's really useful because it creates that contrast contrast for us. We're like, oh, not that. And we can actually use that to manifest more of what we do want. So it's really important to take some time to reflect on your year thus far. And I also think it's really kind of easy at this point to just tear up 2021 and feel like, oh, well, that's that done. Let's start afresh. And there is something lovely about a kind of fresh slate and a new start and the limitless potential that comes with a new year. But a new year is only just like one new day. And really, you could start this today, you know, this fresh start right now. So I would say a couple of things. Number one, don't give up on any goals, intentions, and manifestations that you have sort of set in motion or plan to receive or desire uh, between now and the end of the year. It's really easy to kind of just sort of untether those things and then therefore not magnetize them to you because you kind of just let go of that energetic tension and I don't mean tension in a kind of pressure tension way but I mean that you know it's like it's on it's it's on your fishing hook and it's being reeled in you don't want to kind of like unhook it at this point accidentally because you're like oh well close enough whatever I'll start again in January so don't kind of lose energetic steam that way don't misunderstand me into thinking that you need to action your way to the end of the year you don't um so that would be one thing but also I'm going to ask you some questions to reflect on how your 2021 has been so that you know what you want for 2022. So you can have, you know, you can see what was working, what you want to do more of, and also what you might want to change. But don't just focus on what you didn't achieve. I think it's so easy. It's so easy for us to be constantly focused on the gap instead of the gain. And that's a a concept that I got from um, Ben Benjamin Hardy. Um, but I think it's a really important time. I would recommend before you actually jump into your planning to write a gratitude or appreciation list of everything that you're proud of for the year, everything that you achieved, everything big or small, tangible or intangible, um, that really deserves to be acknowledged if you don't do that, my love. And I know it's so easy to get so eager with the promise of a new calendar or a new planner or whatever, a freshly cleaned whiteboard, whatever it is that you're using to do this. It's so easy to be looking ahead, looking ahead, looking ahead and feel like the answers and everything and happiness and well-being and joy and abundance all lies ahead, ahead, ahead. And when we do that, what we're really telling ourselves is that we're lacking it now, is that we haven't been doing anything, that we haven't been creating, is that uh, we make ourselves wrong, we make the year behind us wrong. And we and from there, it's actually harder to manifest and create the things that we do want. So if you actually want the best possible head start on 2022, start with that. Start with your appreciation list. Appreciate yourself. Appreciate where you showed up. Appreciate even just hanging in there, even just smaller things. If you feel like the year was a washout, look for the good. Look for the things that you did do. Look for the things that you showed up for. Look for the good thoughts that you thought. <laughs> look for the ways that you showed That was a really weird grammatical phrase. Look for the ways that you did show yourself respect and love and worthiness. Look for the ways that you were kind to yourself and others. Look for the ways that you served 
even look for the ways that you chose to believe, like whatever it is, look for the good, note it down. I know it's so easy to skip this and I know I'm kind of laboring this, but I just know how easy it is to skip this step. But I promise, promise, promise you, your 2022 will go so much better if you sit with and appreciate and acknowledge the gain before turning your attention to the gap. Measure the gain, not the gap. And that is how we grow the right things and we stay in the right energy. So, that being said, um, and I'm presuming that you've done that or you're going to do that, do not pass go until you have. Then I think a couple of questions that you can be asking yourself are, and I would do this in this order very specifically for a reason. If you come at your planning in these questions, particularly from anything other than a buoyant, sort of happy, grateful, joyous energy, you're going to make yourself wrong and then you're going to not be in alignment, uh, energetic alignment, and then not make your plans from the best place, which means they won't be the best plans for you. So energetic alignment for action always. Get yourself in a high vibe state. That list is a great way of doing that. Um, and then you can ask yourself these questions. So um, what did you achieve? So that was already on your list of things. Um, what did you perhaps set out to achieve or manifest or make happen that you haven't yet? And I'm using that word yet because I think we can make ourselves wrong and go, well, that didn't happen. And I think it's really important to look at that and maybe look at why, because maybe you don't really want it. Maybe you're afraid of it. There's lots that we can we could go into a whole episode on that. Um, but I think it's a good question to be asking yourself. Um, what did you manifest, receive, or experience um, that you desired? What are you still desiring that you have not yet manifested, experienced, or received? Did you take proper time off with your family? And by proper time off, I mean, you know, we were talking um, on the last episode about, you know, how to take time off and feel good about it. That's proper time off. Taking proper time off where you can fully disconnect from your business for a period of time, where you feel able to be largely at least, because we are humans, present with your family. Um, were you able to do that? You're able to down tools and do so without guilt. Um, did you have any time for yourself? Um, like proper structured time for yourself. I don't mean structured like it has an agenda, but I mean, you know, like a full day or regular time. Did you have that time for yourself and not just the odd hour in the evenings, you know, chilling on the sofa? That is cool, but it doesn't count as much. <laughs> um, and did you have time to work on your business as well as in your business? Now, I take this one with a pinch of salt depending where you're at in your business because there's different seasons. So when you're very new to your business, very, very new, and you don't actually have, if you are doing, uh, if you have a service-based business and you don't yet have a full book of business, meaning you don't have, you're not fully booked with clients, then we tend, we do at that time tend to spend more time working on our business rather than in it because, okay, you might be doing some sales activities which are working in it, but you're actually kind of like thinking about the business and looking at it from the outside more just because you have the scope to. Um, but once you are busier with client work, if you have a service-based business, then um, it's very easy to very quickly be only working in fulfilling what it is that you do and not thinking about your business. The same goes for a product-based business. Once your sales are kind of steadily coming in and starting to grow and build, it's very easy to just be in the doing and the running and the creating parts of your business and not actually taking some time out, some CEO time to do some big picture thinking, some intentional decision making, etc. So 
just some things to reflect on. Now, whatever were your answers to those questions, do not, I repeat my love, do not make yourself wrong for whatever the answers were. Don't make yourself wrong. There is never, you should know this by now, I'm pretty sure I say this in every episode, I will continue saying it. There's nothing to be gained from making yourself wrong. Um, And it's about trying to have a, a, a neutral look at the year that has passed so that you can decide where the opportunities are for you to grow and expand and embrace more of what you love, double down on the things that you enjoy and potentially clear out some of the things that didn't work or make space for some new things that you want to welcome in. So those are just some questions to get you reflecting and get you starting. Um, And then now what we're just going to dig straight into though, how I actually plan my year because I've just been doing this. Okay, so I know I've already said this, and I've probably already labored this point, but before I sit down to plan, I always get my energy in alignment. What does that mean? It means that I work on moving my energy up the scale of energy. If you don't know about the scale of energy, I have an episode on it. Go to my website, search for scale of energy. There's a masterclass free episode on the podcast where I explain the four levels of energy and how to use them to basically win at life. (laughs) Um, so I will do some intentional energetic work and some alignment work first so that I feel high vibe. I feel in that elevated energetic state. You don't necessarily have to get all the way to elevated. I would say just getting out of efforting energy and into expansive energy um, would be just fine and can create, you can create some great things from there. So don't feel like you have to be at the tippity top before you can plan because otherwise you might just put off planning, but do what you need to do to get in a high vibe energetic state where you're just feeling good, feeling expanded by that. I mean, you feel like there is potential for you. You feel like there is possibility for you. You feel like abundance might be a real thing. (laughs) You feel like whatever it is that you want to set out to achieve in 22 might just happen, even if you don't know how yet. So you want to get into that way of thinking, because otherwise you're going to come at it from more of a kind of like limited, closed, tighter, energetic vibe and plans that are created from that place. They're never that great. So get into the energetic alignment first. You could start with, that's right, (laughs) that exercise that I gave you on writing a list of all of the things in 2021 that were great, amazing, felt good, you're proud of, feel like achievements, big, small, tangible, intangible. Don't tell yourself you can't write the list because you didn't do this or didn't do that. Find the list, force yourself to make the list. You will feel so much better. It is an elevating energetic experience. Okay, said my piece. I think I've made my point. (laughs) So, but if you want to get the kind of year you desire, you're going to have to do this first. This is just what it comes down to. Okay, so I do that first. I get myself into energetic alignment. How do I do that? That depends. I listen to what I'm just feeling most aligned to do. So, kind of like alignment is just part of my day to day. So, I will use whatever tools that I feel just feel like using on that particular day. So I'll give you some examples. I will listen to, for example, the Daily Head Start module in Limitless Money. I really like that one. Or I will listen to one of the modules on um, desiring more and having more and up-leveling. So those are good ones to get me kind of in the vibe, get the juices flowing. I might work on or otherwise gaze lovingly at my vision board. Um, Sometimes I'll just go for a walk and listen to some affirmations that I've recorded. So I like to do something audio-based. I feel like it has a really great way of getting into our subconscious very quickly. Um, And I quite often just do some yoga sort of stretches and 
deep breathing, like a little kind of, not like a full routine, but just to kind of get the energy physically moving in my body as well. So that's what I do first. And the reason why I've given you a few options there is because I don't necessarily sit down and plan my whole year in one sitting. So we'll come into it as we go along. So I do that first. I get my energy in alignment. And here's the thing to know about how I plan my year. I don't just plan my business year. I plan my business and life all as one sort of designated activity. Because I think as mothers and business owners and, you know, the whole point of having a business for most of us, most of you listening will be because you wanted like a business that fits your life and that um, creates the things that you want, such as flexibility and fulfillment and um, obviously a great income to boot, to boot. Um, So yeah, so I plan it all together because I think to try and do it separately can end up meaning that you've got a plan in your business that's not jamming well with what's going on in your life and it feels kind of jarring and weird. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we do it all together at the same time. So here's what I do first. In order to plan my year, the very, 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 very first thing that I do after I've got my energy in alignment is, I made that point now, is I open up my Google Calendar because my Google Calendar is where my kind of, you know, structure of my life exists. Um, It's shared with my team. It's shared with my husband. I share parts of it with my mum. So, you know, it's where all the things happen. It's where things get orchestrated from. I open that up and I put in there first and foremost, the school holidays. (laughs) So I start with that because those are things I cannot control. Those are things um, that I want to embrace. And so I start with that. And I also think that I didn't always feel this way. I will be perfectly honest with you. But I feel now like they bring a really nice cadence to the year, like a really nice kind of flow and pattern. Uh, Over here in the UK, we basically have a school break of some description every six weeks. So that's a week or two weeks or a slightly longer summer break. But it means that um, there's that kind of like, you know, peaks and troughs of, um, you know, attention that I can spend in my business. So I just really embrace that at this point. And that's why I use that as kind of the bones, as it were, of my planning for the year. So the reason why I said that this is kind of done in parts is because most of that's already mapped into my calendar. So I'm not doing that at this time of year. As soon as the school rela- uh, release the holiday um, and term dates for the year, then I just go and put them straight into my Google Calendar and I block that time out as well. Not for the whole summer, but um, I do that kind of slightly separately. But for all of the other weeks, I just block them out so that they're they're down weeks for my calls. So the way that my uh, masterminds work is that we have three calls per month with one off week for people to implement or to have breaks, holidays, etc. And they generally coincide with something like, for example, a half term. So that works out really well. So that piece has already been done and has been done a while ago. So um, like I said, that's not something I'm doing right now. But if you haven't done that yet, cool, go and do that though. Do that first if you have school-aged children um, that you need to be mindful of their holidays, um, get that in. So I start there, I put the school breaks in. Um, and it's also useful because it helps my team with planning. So Rhiannon is running the show behind the scenes now. And so it helps her to make sure that she can be forward planning if she knows when I am and I'm not available. And it helps with our workflow and, and all of those things. So it creates that useful structure and cadence to the year. 
that I like to work with and not fight. Um, and then the second thing I do within that is then I plan in um, actual family time off. So just because my daughter is off school for a week doesn't mean I would always necessarily take the full week off. It depends what we're doing. So I will go and plan in, we typically take like a three week extended holiday of some description, whether we go abroad or stay within this country around kind of August, September time. Uh, we often take a week off fully in May. I always take a couple of weeks off at Christmas and then um, there might be other travel plans. So I put in any kind of travel plans, even if we don't, if we haven't booked, you know, flights or accommodation or whatever, we tend to know when we like to go away. Um, and it is in some respects dictated by the school holidays. So I get those in as well so that they're definitely fully booked out um, and there's no opportunity for somebody to accidentally kind of book a call in there or for me to plan a launch or something. Um, and then I set about sending off childcare expectations <laughs> to my husband. Um, so I will just block out his calendar for certain dates um, when it when we have weeks for example, if my daughter's off school for a week and um, we're not going away or otherwise spending a full week all off together, then he tends to have at least one day off with her. My mum will have her for a day. Um, bless you and thank you, mum. And then I'll kind of like figure out uh, the rest of our plans. But I typically, if if I am working at all during a school holiday week, I typically only work two days. So I work those two days, the, the one that my husband works and the one that my mum works. And I find that for me, that's a really nice balance. I like to kind of be having that adult time of working in my business and staying connected with things that way. And then I like to have, you know, the kind of like three additional weekdays with my daughter so we can do some fun things and adventures together. So I get that all in though. And like I said, I've already done this because I have already received the school dates for the entire year. So they're already in there. But now we're going to be planning in what we haven't done yet or what we've been in the process of doing, I should say, is planning in, you know, where we want to go and what we want to do as a family next year. So that's the first thing. So this is how I, it already deviates from how most business coaches, and so I don't really call myself a business coach, I'm more, you know, I am a business mentor, but let's not get into my labels. <laughs> um Anyway, but most people who are teaching business, let's just say, won't start there. And then and then you're immediately coming a cropper as a, particularly as a mother of school-aged children. But even if they're not school-aged, you know, you might want to plan in certain things for them. And I think just having your holidays or vacation time mapped out so that you can be planning your business around it and it doesn't come as a surprise and your pipeline doesn't dry up and you know you fully you're able to be fully supported all of these things come with knowing when things are and getting them in the calendar so you can plan in advance so that's where I start then the second thing that I do that again business coaches won't generally tell you to do I don't know any that do <laughs> give this instruction but the next thing that I do is I plan in me days Yes, because guess what? They're not on your calendar, my love. They're not in your life, as the saying goes. And so I have, I've talked about this before. I've worked my way up to this. I One day a week, I don't work now. I'm going to be talking about what I do with that day um, on an episode coming up on the podcast at some point. But I that doesn't need to be planned because I just don't work Mondays now. So that's just kind of a given. So I don't need to plan that. But I will plan in additional me days or I will actually plan in certain activities on a Monday. So I might have like a spa day or I might have a specific day doing something else that I really enjoy. Like, for example, at this time of year, I absolutely love Christmas. I'm obsessed with Christmas. So I go straight out of birthday celebrations and headlong into Christmas planning and excitement and <laughs> preparation and things. Um, so I literally have a day blocked out to wrap presents, watch Elf and 
maybe some Gavin and Stacey Christmas episode reruns. <laughs> I just love that shit. And I love having that time to myself to do those kind of Christmassy things. So I go and plan in me days though for the year. And I do that in a couple of ways. So I have regular me time in, but I will put in additional days. So I've noticed, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, I've noticed that after any significant school break, I need a bit of an additional break. Even if I've been off and having a wonderful and amazing time with my daughter and we get on really well and she's not kind of like hard work, if that makes sense. Um, So it's not that I need to recover from that. But I am the sort of person who recuperates from having solo time. And I know this about myself now. And I also know that I just don't feel able to snap out of a bigger school, you know, break and then snap straight into being super productive or efficient in my business. I need a bit of an on-ramp. And so I build those in with me day. So I might have a half me day or a full me day directly after some time off, which can, for some people, feel stretching or a bit challenging, but trust me, you can make it happen. And actually, when you do that, you give yourself that permission. It means that you're working with your patterns, you're working with your energy and what you know works for you best. So your business actually benefits. So I get those in there too. So for example, after the six week summer break, I will have a couple of extra me days in September, just because I know I kind of need to re-acclimatize myself to being more fully in business mode and, and crank the handle again, so to speak. So that's the second thing I do. Um, Then I should also note that I don't plan CEO time into my calendar anymore. I did used to do this. So I used to have certain dates with myself. But now I tend to do most of my CEO time on a Friday. um, And I kind of plan it less in advance because it's already this slot is already there and always available because I'm good at boundaries. I don't plan it so so much in in so far like I don't say like okay, you know, on this Friday, you know, I don't in in I don't know, October 2022 I'm going to be doing this. Um but I do have a kind of like rolling agenda of different things that I do on various Fridays. So I'll have like a finance Friday where I'm looking at finances in my business. I'll have quarterly planning reflection Fridays, things like that. So that's kind of pure CEO, big picture thinking sort of planning time. Um, Those just kind of naturally happen. But as it pertains to you and you planning for the year ahead, if you've been finding it difficult to get that CEO time in, you don't need it every week. Depends where your business is at. Um, But at least once a quarter, maybe once a month, having a little chunk of time built in where you can step out of your business, step away, ideally from your computer even. I don't always just sit at my computer. I'll take myself off to the beach or something and get some space just to kind of, and perspective to think about your business is so, so helpful. So I just wanted to make a note on that. So I'm not actually planning that in at this point, um, but just because that already happens as a natural kind of, in the natural run of things. And then I ask myself, so I've got the structure then for my year. Um, I've already got my structure for my weeks pretty um, well worked out, which kind of helps some of these things. It helps with those me days. It helps with that CEO time. But I've got my holidays and structured time for myself built in. Um, And so then I ask, myself, you know, what do I want more of? What do I want less of? How have I been working in my business? What feels good? Um, What could feel better? Do I need to make space for something specifically in my business? So um, recently, I've been making a bit of space for some of the um, work that we're doing in the back end of my business, growing and scaling at the moment. So just kind of tweaks and things like that. It's a good opportunity when you're planning just to ask yourself these kind of questions to see if you need to maybe make some changes. Because sometimes changes can take a while to actually, um, you know, 
come to fruition. So for example, a decision I made early last year was I wanted to change how I was working with people. And that wasn't act- that didn't actually come from a desire to sort of change my business model as such. It came from a desire to create the container of um, my Elevated Abundance Mastermind. But that just putting that into place took some time. So it took some time to create it, took some time to market it, to fill it. Well, actually it didn't, it sold out before I launched it, but you know, that still took some, you know, lead up and run up to it and constant conversations with people. Um, and then I migrated some other areas of my business, um, where I was one-to-one into a second mastermind group. So again, that kind of, so some of these things, my point is, is that if you want more of something, so I wanted more of this, I wanted, um, the ability to serve women at at a higher level in this way, because I know that not only then are they gaining from, that one-on-one contact with me, but they also then have their results kind of amplified by being in a peer group. And I really wanted to create that for people, but it's not something that I could just have up and running overnight. So that took some time. So I had to create some space for it. So all of these things can happen when you're reflecting ahead of time and then intentionally moving things around. So it's not about, you know, creating everything from the 1st of January, but it's about looking at, okay, what would I like? And then how can I kind of like let that unfold or build that as the year goes on? Does that make sense? So I'm finding out the answer to these things or looking at what changes or maneuvering I might want to do based on those questions. What do I want more of? What do I want to change? What's feeling good? Um, What's not feeling so good? And then I can make those adjustments accordingly. So the way that I run my business in terms of priorities is my number one priority is always my clients in my business. So if nothing else happens, but my clients get served and they're happy, I'm winning. Um, Then I have the podcast is a big priority in the business. So it drives a lot of um, other aspects of kind of sales and marketing. So I always have that that kind of ordering of number one, clients, number two, podcast. And then I only ever have one thing in the third slot. And that might change at different phases for the year. So I might decide in advance, okay, this thing is is in that number three priority slot, either until it's done or until we receive achieve that result or until this particular time frame. So I'll make those kind of priority decisions. So that's what we've done at the moment. So I haven't been focused on the template shop in some time with intention because um, our focus has been on making some changes to and scaling limitless money, um, which I'm very excited for. And But I know that over the course of 2022, once those things come to um, fruition and start, you know, being more finalized and flowing in the way that we want, then our attention will turn back to the Limitless Mother template shop. So my point being is I have those very clearly set in stone at the beginning of the end. I say set in stone. It doesn't mean I can't ever change them, but I'm not hopping around. I'm not giving myself scope for shiny object syndrome. I'm getting very, very clear on what are the priorities in my business. And this means that when life throws us curveballs, it's very easy to realign and readjust and to either add things in or take things away and still stay focused on the momentum that you've been building. So for example, when the pandemic hit, I knew serving my clients is the number one priority. And so I focused almost purely on that for a significant chunk of time. And we paused a lot of our growth plans at that time. 
clients because it felt good to have the energetic bandwidth all freed up for my clients. Um, and that was the right decision for them. So it's not about having it set in stone so that so rigidly that you can't respond to things, but it is really worth having your priorities clear and not telling yourself, oh, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and, 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 and. We can stack up way too many things, get too unrealistic with our expectations of ourselves in terms of how much we can actually, um, not how much we can achieve because we can achieve what we want, but you know, how much bandwidth we have to make decisions and to hold things energetically, etc. So I like to have those priorities really clearly in order. And I like to know when that priority will change. So like I said, it will either be if we've achieved a particular result, or we've got it to a particular place, or at a particular point in time. I tend to go with a results basis rather than time, because if you then miss that timeline, if you're like, oh, I'm going to have this definitely done by March, and then the priority is going to be this, that's lovely as an aim. Um, But if something happens and you get to March and it's not done, it's easy to make yourself wrong and say, oh, now I'm not going to achieve the rest of my plans for the year because everything's impacted and everything starts to kind of like bunch up and it doesn't feel good. So, um, So I have those things in place. My priorities are already set. This is something I've already done and thought about for 2022. And also, it's worth noting when you're thinking about your planning that you might have some additional decisions to make depending on where you're at in your business. So at this point, if I wasn't there yet, I would be looking at my scalable offers. So in my business, I already have scalable, leverageable offers. What do I mean by that? Things that can grow and still have capacity to grow and aren't going to require me to grow my hours along with it. So, um, ways for me to impact more women and create and receive more income. So I have obviously Limitless Money is well established. It's doing its thing very nicely. It creates income for me. It creates massive impact. It also plants trees now too, <laughs> does all things, <laughs> which is so cool. Um, but I have that and there's no limit on how much revenue I can make from that. So I have a scalable offer there. Um, the Mastermind is less scalable just because I feel quite strongly about only ever serving being a maximum number of women at one time within my business in more of that kind of high contact way. Um, my VIP one-to-one spaces are very non-scalable with intention. <laughs> I only ever have two. And I also have the Limitless Mother template shop, which even though it isn't a focus, we do still make sales over there. Um, and again, that, you know, I can sell as many of those as I like. So I'm telling you all of that because I don't have any plans to create anything new in 2022. It will simply be growing my existing offerings because I have that Um, scope to do so because I have scalable offerings. So why I'm telling you that is because that hasn't had to factor into part of my planning. My planning has looked at how am I growing those scalable offers rather than what do I have that I might want to scale. So your plan for the year might look differently because maybe you want to create and or launch something new. Um, And that might be something that you're doing. So in which case you would want to kind of like factor in what kind of um, run up to that do you want to have? What kind of like, you know, lead time with the marketing, especially if it's something new, you want to kind of like warm up your people for longer. How are you going to deliver that? How are you going to make space or get the support to deliver that? You know, these are all considerations and things that you want to be planning in right now. Otherwise, they just kind of keep getting shoved along, shoved along, shoved along. Um, And when we can kind of like really plan these things in advance, then it means that we're just being much more intentional with our time rather than reacting to things. 
we can be really proactive, which is a great thing. Um, but I really wanted to mention that because I'm not creating anything new. So that hasn't factored into my planning this year. So then the next thing that I am doing is planning in any projects. So kind of relating. So none of the projects we have are um, relating to creating anything new. However, we do have a couple of projects running relating to the um, joint venture partnerships side of Limitless Money. So um, I did a podcast episode about this recently, but we're going to be partnering with, and we've already got some penciled in, which is very exciting, with some brands and other business owners um, in the new year to get the word out on the street about Limitless Money. And we will also be um, launching our Limitless Money affiliate scheme to existing students um, of Limitless Money, which is exciting too. Um, but those are projects because we're creating some resources to make it as easy as possible for people to make money with Limitless Money. So um, those are kind of just a couple of examples of projects that we've got going on, which I've been planning out because a lot of these projects will involve team time um, and some of my time. I might need to review things or make some decisions, etc. So we need to be careful of when we're planning those so that they're not coinciding with a significant sales drive and another aspect of my business or they're not coinciding with a holiday, etc. So I plan those in as well so that we can kind of be as realistic as possible with our timelines and, and bandwidth and energy and resource management within the whole team. Um, then the next thing that I do is I plan in sales for the year. So the way that I do this is extremely straightforward. Um, you might be disappointed it's so straightforward. <laughs> I think people always want strategic things to be complicated and actually simple as best. I have a spreadsheet. It's very easy. On the, fr the first tab of the spreadsheet, I have the months along the top. And then down the side, I have what is the theme of the month? And I'll talk about what that means in a minute. What am I selling that month? And then I've got a couple of other things like, you know, are we promoting anything that's free, for example. But that that's basically it. Um, and this is shared with my team as well so that they can easily see what the focus is for the month. So for example, we recently had money month. I plan that in in advance. I know when that's going to happen. Um, and it means that my team know to help to source and curate content because we will often recycle, repurpose, reuse content at this point because I've made so much in my business I don't need to be always creating brand new. Um, it also means that the podcast episodes will follow that theme for the month and it means that we are selling something specific. So we're selling limitless money that month, um, unsurprisingly. So I plan the sales in first. So I will plan in Again, based on what I know, the cadence of my year and how my, you know, different months are shaping up and how much bandwidth the team and I will have for different things and whether our focus is kind of forward facing in the business or behind the scenes in the business, because sometimes there's a need for sort of alternating that focus. Um, I will plan in what I'm selling and when. And I generally start with the fixed things. So the things that are more fixed in my business are the re-enrollment periods for the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. So I know what, so I have two groups currently running and I know when their six months comes to an end and they have the opportunity to renew and people who are on the waitlist have the opportunity to apply for any spaces that become available. So I know when that is. I know when those offboarding, onboarding, re-enrollment periods are. Um, and I put those in the diary. And again, that helps with team because um, the team will be helping with, you know, client communications, et cetera, and scheduling and all of that kind of thing. Um, but it's also just worth knowing that, you know, 
um, when we have like an onboarding time or a re-enrollment time, it's quite a busy time because we might have new people coming into the business. There's going to be more conversations. And equally on the lead up to that, I will be having sales calls. And I like to um, actually stagger my sales calls more now. So you might notice I will kind of periodically talk about the Elevated Abundance Mastermind, invite people onto just the email waiting list. And I will periodically contact people who are on the waiting list and invite them if they want to, to book a a discovery call with me and to have a conversation. Because I don't personally like to have, you know, like a couple of weeks where I'm on calls all day, every day, um, talking with people, seeing if they're a good fit for the mastermind and whether the mastermind is a good fit for them. So because of that, I kind of stagger now and I will take deposits from people who want to save a space in an upcoming cohort of the mastermind. So so that takes some managing in terms of some forward planning. So we look at that. We look at when the re-enrollment period is. We look at when we're going to have re-signed conversations with existing clients because, for example, one of the cohorts, I have a 100% re-sign rate with those ladies, <laughs> which is incredible. Um, and so, um, you know, we need to kind of try to manage, you know, expectations in terms of when people are contacting us, um, letting them know when spaces might become available, how many we might have or not have, um, and all of those things. So I plan that in. So that's the thing that's kind of more fixed because the six months kind of rolling periods come at so sort of obviously quite set times. So I like to know when those are. And I also like to be able to communicate in advance, you know, when does the next round recommence for the people who are staying on, etc. So that's what I play, plan in first sales-wise. So I know um, how to manage that sort of sales pipeline. And then I will look at what else I am selling and where and when. So previously that's looked like I will kind of fill in those gaps, so to speak, like the sales gaps, because, you know, it's good to be selling something all of the time if you have a business, <laughs> obviously. Um, so I will be talking about limitless money, typically sometimes talking about something else if I'm doing something else. Um so I will look at those things in the year and then plan in accordingly. So, okay, in this, these two months, we're talking about limitless money. Here, we're going to be inviting people to have conversations about the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. Over here, I might be doing something else. Um, that's going to change slightly in 2022 because we're going to be selling limitless money more. Well, we'll still be talking, I'll still be talking about it on the show, etc. But we're going to be selling it more to on a, on a wider basis through affiliates and partnerships. So, that has an impact on my calendar and how I'm planning. But for you, and what you can take from this is based on what you do and what you sell, whether that's products or services, it's good to have a sales focus, not just feel like you're selling all of the things all of the time. It makes it really, really hard to focus your messaging and your marketing and your content if it feels a bit too wide open on that. And it can feel just a bit messy and scrappy in your mind as well. Now, a common bit of resistance that I come up against with clients is at the first time that we have this kind of conversation will be like they'll say oh but if I'm focusing on for example only selling one-to-one for this particular month what about that other passive income stream that I've got and I'm I always like to point out that if you are selling one thing for a period of time and you're getting extra visible maybe for a couple of weeks maybe you do some kind of special like um, warm-up event or you're doing a particular I don't know sale or offer or something, um, you always get what my friend Ellie, who um, Ellie Swift, she's been on the show before, she calls it the launch halo. (laughs) Now, it doesn't matter if you're launching or not. The thing is, is if you're doing a specific sales um, drive, I don't really like that word, but it's a promotional period, let's say, 
you're talking about a particular thing and inviting people to come and purchase a particular thing or work with you in a particular way for a period of time, um, then even if somebody's not interested in that specific thing, but they're interested in something else that you do or else that you offer, you're going to be top of mind because you've been talking about that other thing. So you will still get sales. So for example, when we used to have limitless money on a launch model, so right now it's evergreen, you can just go to corriejavid.com forward slash limitless, sign up and get started right now if you want to go and do that. <laughs> um, but we used to have it on an open shot launch model. And what I would always find is I would do the launch period. I'd have like a two week launch window, um, typically. And I would always sign one to one clients at the same time, just because of the extra visibility. And you're just kind of like talking in that very direct way about what it's like to work together or what the experience of how, you know, being involved with the work and the things that you do. And it just has that effect. So don't worry if that's a concern that's coming up for you. But I would very much urge you to have a sales focus. You can work on a monthly basis like I do, or you could have like a six week period or whatever works for you. But I tend to just find it easy to say, okay, this month, this is the main thing that I'm selling. This month, this is the main thing that I'm selling. And I just go and I plan that ahead. Now we will plan the whole year in one go, but I call it like a pencil plan. <laughs> so I say that because I, well, certain things are in pen. So the elevated abundance re-enrollment periods are in pen. But the other things that I'm selling, I like to say that they're in pencil just because the beauty of having a small business is that you could respond to something. You could get the just the most divine download or flash of inspiration and like want to change things around and do things. Or equally, you could just really not feel like selling one thing in a particular month and want to sell something else entirely. As long as you're selling my love, I will sign off on that. The the only thing that I would say is, is what I'm not giving you permission for here is shiny object syndrome. So not doing that, <laughs> but it's more giving yourself that permission to set some plans so that you have something to go by, but also giving yourself that permission to change the plans if it's in alignment and makes sense for you to do that. So I get my sales planned into my calendar and then my sales calendar, which is literally just a month and the sales focus for the month, like I said, very simple. That, that informs my content planner. So my content is always married to my sales. So if I am selling limitless money in a given month, you betcha I'm talking about money that month <laughs> in some way, shape or form. Um, now, it might be a different angle on it or a different aspect of what money can do for you, um, but it is very much connected. And it just means that you've got that intentionality behind your content. It doesn't mean that every single piece of content you create has to be driving sales um, for that particular thing. But it just means that you're having that kind of very cohesive conversation with your audience. Um, and so that the things that you're talking about are very much tied to the thing that you're selling so that if they're enjoying what you're talking about, then it's a natural progression for them to be interested in what how it is that you can help them. Does that make sense? So there I am with my months along the top, the sales focus underneath, and then I have my theme for the month, my content theme. So like I said, if, I, if I'm selling, for example, limitless money in a given month, I don't just have money as the theme. I will think about a particular sort of topic that 
is relating to where my people are at and what they need. So, um, for example, I know that overwhelm is something that, um, you know, the women in my community really, really struggle with as mothers and business owners. And so I could decide to do a whole content um, month on overwhelm and how money solves that problem for you. Guess what it does? Um, So, side note, it does. Having your own money, earning your own money is a great way of solving the overwhelm overwhelm problem because you get to decide to spend that money on the support that you need that makes life easier and gets rid of the overwhelm so but anyway so I will come up with my themes for the month too and again those aren't set in stone um, but it's really useful for my team to see those and I firm them up at least kind of three months in advance so that three month rolling plan is always pretty much set in stone um, but the rest of the kind of like months from there onwards are a little bit um, more in pencil if that makes sense but it's really really useful for me to mean that I'm not just kind of like making decisions too much on like, what am I talking about? What should I say? What should I sell? It's kind of pre-decided. I'm a big fan of taking decision making out of the in the moment process Um, because it's the thing that can trip us up and and make us kind of procrastinate. Um, But it's also really helpful for my team because obviously they support me. Um, So then I've got my sales and my content done for the year. Not my content, the themes for my content planned for the year. The last thing that is part of my planning process and what I've been doing next is what support do I need to make this year that I've just planned out happen? Now, I look at this at a few different angles. Now, I already have peer and coach support done and it's already locked in. So I'm part of a mastermind myself. Um, So I have my coach within that and I have my peer group. I am never (laughs) giving up on that. So that's done. That's locked in. I just, I always just joke with my coach anytime it's a re-enrollment period. I'm like, why are you even asking me? How am I I not on a subscription yet? So, um, so that's done. So I have that support that that I need mindset wise and energetically that helps me maintain my my momentum through the year. Um, gives me that ability to just keep expanding and feel inspired by the other ladies that I'm around and have that kind of one-to-one support as well as I need it um, within that container. But I also look at kind of what support do I need from the team. So I always think that as a mother and a business owner who values her time, we have to be more down with um, having support in our business, having team than say somebody who doesn't have kids or elderly parents or any specific other commitments and is happy and maybe wants to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Um, If you're like me and you don't, then you have to be down with, you know, having team support being a significant thing for you. Um, And we have to be ready to make that investment before it might quote unquote make sense for other business owners. I've talked about this before. Um, But this is something I'm always looking at. And I like to be building my team based on where I'm going, not where I'm at. Um, And I'm really grateful that I made the decision to do this because it took a leap and a stretch at first. And it still sometimes does. But it means that I'm building my business with intention. And I'm not growing a business that's a mess and then having to go and do a huge cleanup act, which I know some people do. And that's fine if that's their choice. But I am just not interested in doing that. So 
when I was planning for 2021, one of the things that I realized I was going to need is even more high level support in my business. So my team were kind of at capacity and I just needed additional support. I needed somebody who could be project managing things um, and holding things in their head that I had been holding in my head. I could do a whole um, episode about it, but the long and short of it was, is that something that I knew that I was going to need and that wouldn't necessarily be the quickest thing to just find and have into place just because when you're having more high level support in your business and you're bringing on somebody who's not just another pair of hands, but who's an additional brain, that can be more of a challenging hire and have a slightly longer kind of onboarding and integration piece. And so um, I spent the kind of early part of the year figuring out exactly what support that I needed and what being really well supported would look like for me um, and exploring my options. We had a kind of no-go with a first kind of person in there that just didn't work out. And then um, I found Rhiannon and it's just taken some time for everybody to kind of like get used to our new structure in the team behind the scenes and for her to kind of come in and get you know, learn the ropes. I mean, she's been amazing from day one, but you know, it just takes time for, especially if somebody's going to be an extra brain in your business, it just takes time to download your brain, <laughs> you know? So that is something that I very much planned for this year. Um, but I wanted that support in place and fully in place, like up running, functioning, working really well by the end of this year because my intention is that next year is going to be a significant growth year and I wanted the team kind of just in that well-oiled state which they're just at they're flourishing thriving I love all of them they're doing very very well I'm so happy I'm so well supported um but that takes time you know so that is something that I had to plan for so I'm telling you all of this just because this is the behind the scenes of how I'm planning my 2022 I don't need at this point I don't need any additional support in my business for 2022 because 2021 has been setting us up for that and so that is now in place but I have personal support with my coach um, and the mastermind that I'm in. And then I have team support. I have significant team support. I have a team of really incredible kick-ass women who support me. But it's worth thinking about kind of like what you need. So I'm just going to very, this has been a long episode. Thank you for hanging in here. Um, I'm just going to quickly um, recap. I hope it's been super valuable for you though. I'm going to recap for you um, what I do so that you can do it too. Number one, plan and holidays, school breaks, travel time, vacations, whatever you need to do, childcare, get that in, get it sorted. Don't be reactive. Um, number two, me days. If they're not in the diary, my love, they're not in your life. Get them in, find a way, make them happen. Yes, you can. Number three, if you need to, carve out some CEO time. Number four, what do you want more of or less of? Do you need to make any changes to your business model? Do you need to make any tweaks? Um, what do you need to do in that way in terms of like how you're working and operating in your business? Number five, do you need to make any plans for projects, scalable offers, and the likes? Um, plan them in. Don't just have a list of all the things you want to do and expect them to do more in January um, or just think I'll get to them when I get to them. Start actually making some plans based on that cadence of the year you've already planned and your energy, your bandwidth, and you know when it will be available. Um, number six, plan in your sales so that you can be strategic with your content, plan in your content themes. And number seven, figure out what support you're going to need to make your dreams reality in 2022. Whew, we did it. I hope this has been really useful for you. I would love to know what your biggest takeaways are. Um, send me an email, support at corriejavid.com or tag me in your Instagram stories at corriejavid. 
I'd love to see how you're planning, how you're getting on with planning, whether this feels like a different approach for you, if there were any aha moments um, or any light bulbs went off. I quite often, when I share this process with clients who are newer to working with me, they're like, oh my goodness, I never thought of putting my holiday first. Oh my goodness, I can just plan in a me day. Oh my goodness, it makes so much sense to work your sales and your content that way. It seems so obvious, but why wasn't I doing it? So if you've been having any of those moments, you wouldn't be alone. And the thing, the last thing to do right now is just to think kind of, now that we've been reflecting together on like last year and then the year ahead, have a think about what it is that you need next. So if thinking about your year ahead and the support that you need most is actually being able to believe that you can even have what you desire. If you feel like, oh, this all just seems kind of pointless because I'm just playing at it. What's even going to happen for me? Um, Then you need some support with those kind of beliefs, my love. So if you can see that actually you're going to need some do some belief work, going to work on those limitations, any doubts that are coming up, believe that you get to deserve what you desire, feel able and worthy of receiving, manifesting and creating these kind of goals and visions that we're kind of planning and putting into place here. Um, If the support you need is understanding how money really works at an energetic level and healing your relationship with money so you can receive more using energy, not effort. Yes how we work around here, then you probably need limitless money. That would set you in really, really good stead for 2022 for it to be an incredible year. Um, If that sounds good, go and check it out. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash limitless. We've just introduced a new payment plan so you can split it into four payments, which makes it so affordable to get started. And within the time that you're making those four payments, uh, the very high likelihood is, obviously I can't make any guarantees, that you'll be earning way more money, feeling more empowered about money, just feeling so much better about money and more able to create and receive it and just be like, oh, I get it now. Yes, I can see. I can see how I can do this. Um, I hear stories all the time from our Limitless Money students of they set a money goal um, within the first month of joining Limitless Money and then they smash it. I just hear this again and again and it just always makes me so happy. So if you're like, yes, I need that. I need to work on my money mindset so that I can have more money in 2022, then head over to corriejavid.com forward slash limitless. I mean, that'd be a great Christmas gift for yourself, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? That'd be a great Christmas gift because it's the gift that keeps giving. It literally is because it's limitless money. You unlock your limitless potential to create and receive and have money. So good. CorinneJavid.com forward slash limitless. Um, if, however, you've been listening to today's show and how I plan my year and you're like, I want what you've got, Cory. I want to love my business, but not let it take over my whole life. I want to make amazing money doing work that lights me up. I want spaciousness and space in my schedule so I can take time off my family and have days to my actual self without worrying that I'm like dropping the ball in my business. If you're like, I want to be making an amazing income and a real impact and doing it all with a sense of fun and ease and lightness, maybe a sprinkling of magic, then you need to be in the Elevated Abundance Mastermind, my love, where your new business besties are doing exactly that and they're waiting for you to join them. (laughs) Because this isn't just something... I'm doing. This isn't how I'm just operating business and life. It's what we're doing. So come and join us, won't you? Um, And I can't tell you just how compelling it is, and I should say downright transformational, to be surrounded by women who get it. I'm in the same situation. Like I said to you, I pay gladly, willingly, happily for this kind of support myself. And I love being able to create it and offer it for other women. Um, Just being around women who get it and who are making their dreams an actual reality, just like you're going to be, 
it is so transformational. I just said I can't tell you how, but I just went on and then told you how. So anyway, you get it. Um, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. You can join the email waiting list where I, like I said, I go there first to have conversations with people about spaces that are coming up. I am potentially opening up two spaces for the next cohorts in the spring. So that's the place to be if you want to find out about them, my love, corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. Oh my goodness, go and plan your year, my love. Let 2022 be epic, magical, and let it be the year that everything changes. Let it be the year that you're like, yes, I'm standing in my power. Yes, I'm manifesting the shit out of my dreams and I'm changing my reality. I did this myself. This is something I did. I made that change. I used to live a very different life. This can be your life too, or whatever your dream life would look like. So don't forget, my love, you are limitless. Bye for now. Have you been enjoying today's show, my love? Then help your business bestie out. Head over to iTunes now and leave a review. The team and I pour our best energy into bringing you this show each week, and so it would make us so happy to see your review. Plus, we're known to surprise and delight our reviewers, so if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit and send it to team at I can guarantee a little treat will be winging its way to you.